Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and joining me today is Ali Pearson. How's it going mate? Not too bad yourself. I'm okay mate, I'm okay. Um, the f- first, my first day in the new job in Glasgow mate, um, feet are killing me, sound like an, an old woman but my feet are sore. Uh, but I'll get over it, I'll get over it, my commitment to get home, get showered and come on and do a podcast with you boys anyway. Uh, Ryan, how's it going mate? All good boys, all good, good to see you. Um, nearly hump day, so <laughs> looking forward to Wednesday and getting closer to the game on Thursday. Definitely. And Scott Gable, how's it going, mate? Yeah, evening, guys, not too bad. I'm still stuck in the house working at the moment and really need to get into the office because it's becoming a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, that's partially the reason why my feet are in agony as well, mate, is I've sat on my arse for the past two years in the house working and now I've got to go up and walk about and that and I was just saying there as well it's, it's good going live um, because people can get involved in stuff and I now no longer have um, the whole day to sit and prepare for a podcast because I, I've got to be out of the house and I can say it now I used to wrap the absolute patriot world work and sit and prepare for a podcast all afternoon so um, yeah as I say it's uh, it's, things are going to be a wee bit different, a wee bit of adjustment, but I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, enough of my shit. Uh, we'll, we'll get into why we're here. We're going to round up the, the Dundee game, uh, spend a bit of time discussing um, Rangers form just now and what the kind of problems may be. Um, a few bits and bobs to tie up from that and we'll finish up with um, a preview of the, the Sparta-Prague game coming up on Thursday night. So, as I say, Rangers um, played Dundee uh, on... Saturday, um, and we won by one goal to nil. <sighs> Not the best of games, as I say, I think it's been well covered that Rangers were rather poor that day. I don't think there's anybody giving pass marks to the team. Um, 
me, Jamie and Scotia did the reaction to it on Saturday. So, Ali, um, what were your, your thoughts? What's your, your thoughts on the Dundee game? Do you want me to sugarcoat it or do you want me to tell you the truth? <laughs> it was, um, to be polite, awful. Absolutely awful. The only positive I'll give you is it was three points. John McLaughlin saved a penalty for us, and I thought John Lundstrom was the best outfield player in the park. Apart from that, not many positives. It, you're going to Dundee. Come on. I mean, after about, in fact, they kicked off Dundee and ran pretty much right down the middle of our, um, the midfield defence until I think it was Bassey took off the boy. And then I would say up to before we scored, Dundee had quite a few chances. And it's the same. It's just passive Rangers. It's slow. The, the tempo's way too slow. There's too many players off it. The goal we scored was really good. Ball around the corner for Alfie. Great um, finish by Joe Aribo, which we've seen umpteen times for Aribo. But there's just something missing with this Rangers team at the moment. And I, I feel like every week we're coming on this podcast saying they're going to spark into life the next week. And it doesn't happen. I mean, I, I fully expected Rangers to go in. No hump Dundee, but one convincingly up there, and I'll be honest, Dundee should have got at least a point out of that game. They deserved something from that game. Rangers really need to pick it up, and like I say, we've been saying it for weeks and weeks, and it doesn't happen. And if Rangers play anywhere near how they played at the weekend on Thursday night, oof, it could be a, a sorry state of affairs, and playing Hibs on Sunday, and they've got their tails up at the moment, Hibs, but there's far too many players in that Rangers team that have just, they've not shown up at all. Not at all. And like I say, John Lundstrom, I know I've given him a wee bit of a hard time in this, but probably the best, out, or he was the, the best outfield player in the park. I still don't think going forward that is his position. I would like to see him maybe further forward. There was phases of him, you see him driving with a ball, which I liked, but overall I was happy to get three points, but the performance was woeful and the worst of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with, with any of that, mate. It's definitely the, the worst of the season. And after watching it back, it's uh, it's not changed my mind too much. Ryan, what was uh, your thoughts on the game? Um, I'm presuming you're the same as the rest of us, mate. No, I think we, I think we were outstanding on Sunday. <laughs> 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 uh, Ali summed it up perfectly. I mean, I totally agree with him as well. And it's, it might not go down with some of the, the viewers and listeners, but I think Dundee deserves something from that game. Like, they had 14 shots and six shots on target. We had three shots on target. Um, we had 69% possession, but we're not doing anything with the ball. It's, it's constant overpassing. It's lethargic. It's I've, I said last week about the Motherwell game that some of the defending that day was Banter years defending. I was watching the exact same thing again on on Sunday. Tav got done, I think it was at least twice down the line by, I don't even know who that left back is. I know that sounds arrogant, but he shouldn't be getting done the way he was. And it just, the way I'm diagnosing it is it just seems to be, it looks like an attitude problem with them. They look so as if they can't be arsed. They they're not going into tackles as if they want to win the ball. They're not passing with purpose, they're not being direct. Um, yeah, three points, we move on, and the only positive to take from the game was I thought Lundstrom did look comfortable. He looked as if he was trying to make things happen. 
which will be great for his confidence considering the the kind of the jip he's took taken. But um, I also thought as well in the final third, he looked as if he had a bit a bit about him as well if he did move up the park. So that's a positive from it. And you could just take a recording from the past three or four weeks. Let's hope that's it and we start kicking on. But only time will tell. Yeah, uh, only re- one real moment um, of class by Rangers. I, I, I can the go and it's the goal, um, the, the touch from Morelos, that the finish by Aribo. It's what we've um, come to expect of this Rangers team. That the kind of that's the kind of form that we should, the kind of moves, the the flow and play, the way that we did that. That's what you expect from us, and it's just not happening just now at all. Um, Rangers were so sloppy in possession that uh, on Saturday, and I say after watching it back, it. it I could, it was even worse than I initially thought. We were we were not good um, at all, really at all. Scotia, obviously, we've had our we had our uh, reaction to it on Saturday. So I'm going to dig a wee bit deeper into something that we were talking about um, after the game, and it's about Roof and um, Alfredo Morelos. Now, I've seen mixed mixed reviews on this about whether they two can play in the same team or not. Do you think just now Gerard's only doing this with Rufa Morelos because Ryan Kent's not there and he feels that we need as much quality up top as we can get? Yeah, we can't not be near. That's a that's a massive miss up up front because usually it would be Kent, Hadji or Aribo or Wright and then one of Morelos and Ruth. But I would say our strongest front three would be Kent, Ruth and Morelos. Now, last season, I think they only played like six or seven times together last season and they've not played that often together this season up, apart from the last few games so I think you need to give them a bit of time to to gel together and work out what each other's others doing I know they obviously you'd expect them to be doing that in training but it's it's slightly different when you're actually up against a team that's wanting something out of the game so I wouldn't I wouldn't chuck it away right now but it's it's one of these ones I think I mentioned in one of the earlier games that we need to kind of sort it out quickly um, otherwise it becomes an issue and we just won't see them play together ever again. But I hope that that's not the case because, as I say, I think Kent, Ruth and Morelos up top should be our strongest strongest front three. I can get where you're coming from with it, mate. I say I would need to sit down and properly study the games that they have played together and see where we were good and where we were bad. And if it has... I mean, it's obviously going to have worked at some point, as I say, without going um, too deep into it. It's obviously going to have worked. They've definitely been on the park at the same time and probably both of them have scored in the same game. But, as I say, I feel like it's... Ali, I'll come to you. I feel like it's a wee bit square peg, round hole stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've said it for quite a few weeks now. I, certain games, yeah, you play, you can play in the game. I don't think they, I don't think they really work. I think they both want to play the number nine and it, at times they're on top of each other at points in the game. And to me, it's, I know we don't have Kent at the moment, but it's Kent, Roof or Morelos and either a Haji or an Aribo on the right. But that's what it is for me. You pick either one of them. I know Roof's an important player for us and um, it does seem that way that we're just putting him in for kind of the sake of putting him in because he is a big name player. But, we can't be doing that. And it, the last couple of weeks, it, it hasn't worked at all. It hasn't really worked at all. For me, I mean, you'll probably come on to the team for during the week, but I would be playing up top 
it's, it's always going to be Morelos for the middle, as long as he's fit. It's going to be Morelos. We all know that. So it'll be Morelos, to me, Scott Wright for a bit of pace and probably Hadji or Aribo. I just, I just, I think he needs to take one of them out of there and just stick one of them as the number nine. Because I know what Scotia is saying, but at the moment it's not working. And you've also got Sakala there as well, which could probably come in too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's got to pick one for me as the number nine and, yeah, move forward for that. Because at the moment it's not working. No, and, and Ryan, it's probably easy for us to sit and pick this apart just now because of how poor the performance was on Saturday. I mean, there was nobody really got pass marks apart from Lundstrom and McLaughlin. The, the rest of the team were really poor, and I thought Ruth was particularly poor. I thought everything that he tried was just a bit shambolic, and we're Rangers fans, but this is what we do. <laughs> we, we, even though we're winning, we still pick performances apart, but I just think the more that you see it, I, I just I'm not hundred percent sure that it's going to work. Yeah, I think I actually said a couple of weeks ago I like Roof floating about the box and and just kind of making things happen, turning his player. But I think it was Alex said that he's he's and he's right in saying it. Him and Marilla seem to get in each other's way. Alfie wants to drop and turn his man and. They just they do seem to get in each other's way, but we need to find this is Gerard's headache. I think Roof's he's too much quality to leave out for Alfie, and Alfie's he's a, a talisman, so he's got to find a way of playing them, and he's got to, they've got to find a way of playing with each other. I think um, it's a dilemma, but I think the root of the problem is more to do with just the attitude of the players. We need to start creating things. I, I see quite a few people criticising Morelos just now and now Roof, uh, Roof's getting it. We need to start creating chances for our strikers and we are not creating. I'd, I, I could, you could probably count in one hand how many chances our strikers actually have had in the past two games. I know Sakala had a couple of half chances against Motherwell, but we are not creating enough. The midfield are not creating enough and that's the problem. Yeah, again, very valid point. Scotia, there was a point just made there. Um, do we, do you think we do need to continue with the same team as much as we possibly can? Try and establish a starting eleven. Look, I know it's difficult with injuries, COVID, everything else that comes along with it, but try and establish a starting eleven at least in, instead of just changing for change's sake. Because sometimes it feels like that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I know we'd said earlier in the season there was a point where we'd played like a different front six in every single game. Um, you know, we didn't have a, a consistent back um, front six. Gerard this time last season, was using McLaughlin an awful lot as well and, and McGregor. And so that doesn't surprise me too much because it's similar to what he was doing last season. I think by this stage last season, McLaughlin had had a similar amount of games for us before... McGregor really stepped in and maintained that. I'm not a huge fan of constantly rotating the goalkeeper. And then Gerard also used to like switching the defence around. Goldson was obviously a mainstay, and they would then switch between Balogun and Highlander. Um, obviously, he's not got that option now. It's whether or not he does it with Simpson. But he, he used to do that in the past, even going thinking back to a couple of seasons ago, there was a couple of times that he would constantly rotate the defence. But I certainly think middle to front, we should be trying to play as consistent a team as possible as we can in there. Um, to get them up to jail, as Ryan's saying there, we're not creating chances. 
for the strikers is that down to constantly rotating your midfield and your Haji Aribo kind of partnership, whoever's playing out there, that the team's not getting the, the time to gel together to actually find that fluidity that they need. Because at the moment, yeah, the tempo's too slow. It's always stop, start. So maybe that's a good idea. Settle down the team for a wee while. Yeah, again, it's, it's, uh, there's definitely something not quite right. Um, I, I'm going to come to you with this. Um, Lundstrom can play the, the Davis role, um, no bother. So I, I'll tend to go along with this. I, I know you're not the, the biggest fan of Lundstrom um, playing there. However, I would argue who else is there to play there without Steve Davis playing every minute of every game. Obviously, Ryan Jacks, they're injured. It doesn't look like Kelly's going to get much football Um in terms of, and again, that's probably down to the form that we're in just now. It's probably not the time to try and um, give the youth players, or the younger players, the French players, if you like, a chance. We need our we need our leaders to kind of step up. So, you're not a fan of um, Lundstrom taking over the Sir Stephen of Davis role, but what's you think that's going to be it going forward? It's not that I'm not a fan of him. In it, he can play it. He can obviously play it. He's played it the last couple of times. He's He's played it well. I can't say he's not played it well. He has played it well. He was the best outfield player in the park mm-hmm. at the weekend, which wasn't hard, to be honest. But he did he did shine, to be honest, in terms of other players. But aye, he keeps it neat and tidy in there. Nothing spectacular, to be honest. There was there was points in the game where he just drove with a ball, and he's a big, powerful guy, to be honest. And I just look at that and go... And I've seen him for Sheffield United, and that's how he played. He was that... I keep saying it, box-to-box player. That's what I think he should be with Rangers. And I understand we have nobody else that can play the Steve Davis So Ryan Jack's maybe the only guy that could do it. But when are we going to see Ryan Jack? We, we don't know. We've been told possibly two weeks we'll be back in training, but we've heard that for a while. So I just think I just think we'll need to persist with Lundstrom there because Steve Davis can't play every week. We know that. He's been brought out there a few times. He's away with Northern Ireland again coming up soon. So Lundstrom will probably need to play there. I bet if you asked Lundstrom, he would prefer to play further forward though because I just I, there were shades in that game. Just near the end, he was driving me a ball and I was like, that's what I want to see from him. Yeah. But he can't do it doing the Steve Davis role all the time because he's that guy that keeps it ticking over, if you want to say. But... Yeah, I think he plays the role fine, but I think he'd be more effective slightly further up the park. I don't know what the other guys think of that. Yeah, Ryan, I'll come to you. What's your thoughts on Ali's points there? Yeah, I want to see Lundstrom box to box, and I think Gerard likes having Kamara and Davis just sitting, and it's usually, I think it's a rebo he said, he likes giving him the licence to kind of go up and down. I'd like to see Lundstrom play that role, and if we have no deals to play, in the Stephen Davis role, as we call it, you got to say, you got to give Kelly his chance. Surely, surely he can play that role. What I've seen him play, he can certainly play that role. But also give him a chance. And if you don't believe in him, why is he not out in loan or why are we not releasing him? Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see Lundstrom play that role, and he does look. I, I know the I know the run you're talking about, Ali, and it, it looked as if he just went a bit rogue and a bit like, oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. it, I'm just going for it here. I like that sometimes. Gerard yeah. did that so many times in average Liverpool sides, so he must like that as well. But I say, I'd like to see Lundstrom play higher up the pitch or at least make some busting runs instead of just the safe pass, the, the easy option, whether it's to the side or uh, behind all the time. 
Yeah, Scotia, I, I'm probably going to say something here then um, obviously it's going to be completely changed because of what I think the team might be in Thursday night, but Lundstrom and Davis, we had the conversation about them not being in, it not, shouldn't have really been the same team and it didn't really seem to work. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing, obviously with Lundstrom the way it's going, but if we were to move Davis a wee bit, uh, moved Lundstrom a wee bit further forward when we're playing Steve Davis and Lundstrom in the same team. Is it because Lundstrom's getting in his head that he now needs to do the Steve Davis role because that's what Jenna's asking him to do? Or is it because he doesn't know if Kamara's going to go or if he's going to go and he's still getting used to the system? And maybe if he does eventually learn the system, he's going to be able to push forward more. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I've watched him when he's been playing with Davis and he does tend to try and sit right in the same kind of area as Davis is sitting and I'm like, there's no need for us to do that in the games that we've been playing so far maybe slightly different against like your Leon but for the games against the domestic teams we don't need two sitting midfielders I mean we, we had this exact conversation a couple of seasons ago with Davis, Kamara and Jack all kind of playing mm-hmm. pretty deep and not one, not one of them was kind of going up the field and it took Jack a wee while to actually start, start doing that um, so yeah but if you push Lundstrom a wee bit further further forward, you're then sacrificing Naribo or Hadji. And to be honest, I wouldn't be sacrificing either of them at the moment. Mm-hmm. So is it maybe a kind of rotation between Davis and Lundstrom? Because, you know, we keep on saying it. Davis, yeah, he can't play every... Well, we don't think he can play every game. He proved us wrong last year. But you would like to think this season will be giving him a wee bit more um, time off, as it were. Yes, you would like to think so. Um, but as I say, it's a, an interesting one. It, it's obviously easy for us as fans to sit here and try and get to the bottom of why we are putting in such poor performances. Look, by winning games, and that's the most important thing. I completely understand that. But, Ali, you said it to me, I don't know how many times, on um, Saturday after I spoke to you after the game, that this will catch us out at one point. Uh, we've got big games coming up that we really need to hit some some sort of form, um, especially get teams like Hibs at home. I mean, it's going to be a tough match, so Rangers really have to up their game. Plus, that's not even discussing Sparta Prague on Thursday. Um, but, as I say, it's it's going to be a thing until Rangers actually decide to hit some run of form. Ali, I did see something. Um, I think it might have been on heart and hand. I can't remember. Um, but, apparently, Rangers are not pressing as high as we used to. We're not... Um, we're giving teams a lot more time on the ball, which seems to be the result of more teams getting more chances against us. Maybe moving Lundstrom that wee bit further forward to have an extra guy chasing um, when Morelos can't be bothered or is Morelos and Roof maybe up front and they don't have the, the kind of legs to do it. Maybe that would maybe that would get us higher up the pitch. Yeah, that is it. Scotia might be able to say, is it, is it the boy Joshua? Is it Joshua Barry? Is it you know, the guy does? I think he did the stats on it. I'm, I don't forgot his saying it was Joshua or something, but I think that's who you're on about, Carney, because he yeah. did a, the stats thing in terms of the pressing and he was showing how compared to last season you could see this change. But hi. They've not been pressing at all, Rangers, really, from what they were last season. And I keep going back to the, the tempo as well. It's just lethargic all the time. And I don't know, at least teams know how to play against us all the time. And they know with the long ball. This season, the long ball seems to catch us out all the time, too, without the ball over the top. And 
it's difficult when you press you need to press in a system see if somebody doesn't press when other people are pressing you can get caught out as well so mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just I, I, I said it a couple of a few weeks ago, I feel that I've morphed back. I know we sat in the house the whole of last year and that. I honestly feel that I've morphed back two years at Ibrooks. I remember remember when we, we beat Celtic at Parkhead and everyone was going to win the league, going to win the league. We came back in January and just, we just, I don't know, we went dead flat, we dropped points and I, it feels that I've just morphed back in there. The only positive I can say is we are picking up points away at St Johnston. We pick points up at Dundee, not playing well. I know the Motherwell game, we dropped points. But, yeah, they, they need up the tempo, Rangers. And that's what we were used to seeing with Rangers, with that high press all the time, especially against these... I mean, they're not... Not be disrespectful, but they're, they're not that great, these teams. And if you high press them and speed it up, you should be really pumping these teams, to be honest. And at the moment, we're, we're making extremely hard weather of it. Yes, we are. Ryan, um, it would be remiss of me not to discuss the other results that seem to be happening in Scottish football just now. And I think that's maybe adding to the frustration that we feel as fans, that if we up the gears and hit maybe 85 90% of what we can hit in terms of performance, we could have this league sewn up by Christmas. Literally, no joke, Christmas. It does, it does feel like that. It feels like... Even if we can go up one gear, it feels like we could absolutely drive this league home. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want this video to be brought up in May as a, as one for the jobbers. But we should be. They they're in a bad way, and I think a lot of their fans are starting to realise like they're nowhere near where they think they are. I know they were getting excited by a few results at the beginning of the season, but they're a project, and they'll not accept that the way we did. Mm-hmm. We we're not to finish the article either, but we're playing nowhere near our potential, and I totally agree with Ali in terms of the. I, I said to both my boys, um, Harvey and Toby, at, the, at last season, see the wee Rangers at any time they lost the ball, they were like a pack of dogs. They were constantly, whether it was Kent, maybe everyone was pressing that ball. It's as if it was a mission. If you lose the ball, we all press the ball, we win it back, and that's it. I don't think I've seen that once this season. Like at all, we just seem to sit off. The tackling's just soft. Everything's just lackadaisical. If we can just up the gears, I don't know how Gerard and the management team will get them to do that. If they can boot them up the arse and have a good October, as I discussed a few weeks ago, that mob. I've got a few tricky fixtures up um, coming up. If we can get a, str- a string of results together and get some form, we will be out of sight. Whether we can maintain it or not, but we will be out of sight. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Scotia, would you go along with that? That if we do manage to find our form... Look, other teams could find form, I know. And obviously, Hibs are playing really well just now. Even Hearts are playing really well just now. They're getting results. Um, But I do think, in the nicest possible way, without being too disrespectful, if we just get anywhere near our potential, there is no way these teams will be able to live with us and we'll be out of sight. Yeah, I mean, our next two league games are against Hibs and Hearts at Ibrox, and I think they're going to be two of the biggest games we'll play all season. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'd feel really comfortable we can come away with six points out of those games. And you're right, we do... Just jinxed it. Just jinxed it, If we hit the form we know we need to, then we can. I mean, one of the reasons I think that's potentially behind that, you've got to remember last season we had ages together 
because of the early shutdown of the league and time to prepare for the next season. This season, there was the Europa, there was the Copa America. The pre-season was short and really curtailed. I don't think we've had enough time to sit and work on our fitness, whereas last year, I think there would have been ample amount of time working the fitness and ample amount of time working on, on the play. This season, I don't think we've had that, so we've maybe needed to kind of cut back on each of them. And to be honest, we've also got a, probably got a bit of hangover from last year still as well. It was a monumental effort from last season in, in the league and in Europe. Um, and, and you see this happen to teams all, all the time, that the following season they have a bit of a drop-off, and I think we're just experiencing that at the moment. But you're right, if we can get that, if we can even up a gear, a gear and a half, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I'll hear that, mate. They've just all... They're just not used to going on a, a proper sesh with Alan McGregor, mate, and they're actually still hung over this many months later. That's uh, the only other thing that I can put it down to. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's frustrating. As I say, I'm more than I'm I'm more than happy. If Rangers do this all season and we win a league, then fine, that's absolutely fine. We'll, we'll suffer a lot. We'll probably lose um, some hair. Go grey. Go greer, definitely, and maybe maybe lose a a, re, a year of your life on it. But of course, you'll take it. But I think it's. The potential was there within the team to perform much better than we are doing right now. And I think we're quite right as fans just to be asking the questions because we've just not clicked into gear yet. But we'll move on. Uh, before we move into the preview of the Sparta Pragram, just a few things to tie up. So the vaccination passports that are happening but not happening, they were due to kick in on Sunday um, for the home game for Hibs, and it's now been postponed to the 18th of October. Um Ali, this is just an absolute farce of a thing, and uh, you, it's you can now you can ha if you have your passport, they might check it on Sunday, but if you don't have one, it doesn't matter. You can still get in. Also, if you want to work at Ibrooks, you don't actually need to have had two vaccinations. You can also have COVID and have had two vaccinations, but still go to Ibrooks. It's just an absolute joke, and it, sh it just shouldn't be happening. It's a it's a farce. It's um. I think they've given a it's like a two week grace period. I think in terms of to get these companies to get their house in order in terms of how we're going how you how they're going to deal with it, monitor it, and it's I've got a fear with it. When we rock up at iBooks with these passports, they're asking people to print it off and bring it as a bit of paper. You or you can have it on your phone, and a lot of older guys that probably don't have access to a printer probably don't maybe not have a smartphone. How are they meant to show it. I know they're saying a lot of guys for obviously down south and all that, Northern Ireland, they can come across now because their their um, vaccinations are okay. So they're okay, which was a, a farce before when they said they weren't all right, even though it was the same <laughs> vaccination that was in their arms. And I, honestly, you can go back and forth with it. And people coming abroad now, their vaccinations are fine too. But I just think the whole logistics of it, can't see it working. You're telling me, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the guys that work, work on the door at iBooks, but they're not paid enough money to um, stand, check a vaccination certificate and potentially have an argument at the at the door with people, especially if you've had a couple of babies and you're going into iBooks. You want to get into football, you've paid your money. And again, Scotia has said it quite a few times in terms of the big queues at iBooks getting into, getting into the ground with this as well. When do we need to turn up at iBooks? When when do they want us at iBooks to? Because this will just delay even further going in the ground. And 
Aye, I'm not looking forward to it at all. What's going into iBooks for these vaccinations? <laughs> I don't think it's at all. And I mean, are they doing it on Sunday? I, I'd assume they're doing the spot well, checks. Probably on Sunday, some so. form of trial or something they're going to need to do. Yeah, so imagine, I'll, like... I'll, I'll be interested to see. I thought Rangers might have come out and says, look, come here at this time to try and allow as many in or whatever it is, but we've not been given a time to come in or anything. But no. I know we rock up with usually half an hour to go on that, but I've got a fear. I've got an utter fear with it. I just think it could be a shambles. No, it will be a shambles, mate. I don't yeah. think there's really any doubt about it. Ryan Scorsese, he's got anything else you want to add on that? I think I'll probably head up after, after this podcast just to start <laughs> queuing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a circus. It's, it's yes. absolute nonsense. It's not sustainable. And um, I would very much expect it to be a case of um, when I was at that Biffy gig a few weeks ago and you just queue up and there's just a guy going like that on you go. <laughs> and and, and I, I fully expect that to be the case. My friend... My best mate's uh, not vaccinated. He's not at his first. Never mind his second. I could give him my season ticket and my vaccination screenshot and he can get into Ibrox. Yeah. It's farcical, to say the least. And that is all I've got to add. Yeah, Scotia. No, I mean, I'm going to take mine along on Sunday just in case. I don't, obviously, nothing's come out from the club, but I'm just going to take it along just in case. Just be prepared because I usually have stuff going wrong and me like that. Um, I think the big thing is the good thing about it, although it's a complete farce, or I wouldn't say good thing, but the fact that um, folk from the rest of the UK, UK can get in. Now, that was always one of my, my main concerns because obviously the amount of folk that we've got that will travel across um, from Northern Ireland. I do know that... Both, I think both Scottish Labour and Scottish Conservatives are really against it. And I think there's something happening tomorrow in, in the Scottish Parliament. And um, yeah, I would just watch this space. I've got a feeling that it, in the end it could just get completely scrapped because it's not just football clubs, it's nightclubs, it's bars. Bars that are open after midnight. You would have to show like a, a proof of vaccination and things like that as well. So... Yeah, is that what it is, Scotia? Bars that are open after midnight, you need to show a vaccination. Yeah, after, after you after can get in at eleven o'clock without a vaccination. So why does that look good? It's just an absolute joke. It really is. It's one of them things that the the Scottish government have decided to come up with. It's just a, a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, it just shouldn't be happening. It's a waste a waste of time. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how, how serious it's going to become within the two weeks. As I say, I, as I say I, I've been vaccinated. It's, I, I'm not doing it because I haven't been. I'm not annoyed about it because I haven't been. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. and None of it makes any sense. I don't understand how this stops anything to do with the spread of COVID because it, it really doesn't. Um, people will find a way around it. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, so I'll do is with that nonsense. We'll move on to the semi-final of the Premier Sports or the League Cup, if you like, uh, against Hibs. Uh, Hamden has been confirmed. Surprise, surprise for the Sunday, the 22nd of November at 4pm. Alistair, a ludicrous time for a game of football on a Sunday. I knew it would be the Sunday. Absolutely knew it. I think Scotia put in a group chat that I think Hearts are playing Motherwell away on the Saturday and he had a theory that Police Scotland probably wouldn't want Hearts and Hibs supporters going through to Glasgow near enough the same time the train, which was fair enough. So as soon as Scotia said that, I pretty much knew it would be the Sunday. But 
Aye, four o'clock on a Sunday's not great. And I mean, Scotia, you're the man with the trains at the moment on Sundays, which are horrific for you at the moment. I don't know what the trains are like for the even the the Hibs fans getting back through to, to Edinburgh. It's not ideal for them Sunday either. I don't know why they can't make it. It's a weird time, four o'clock. Mm-hmm. If they could make it midday, three o'clock, but again, it's Premier, it's on the telly, it's Premier Sports, they'll dictate when it's going to be played. I think the Celtic games, was it quarter past five or something on a Saturday, half five on a Saturday? Mm. I think it's something like that, which again, I would have liked that time on a Saturday, it would have been a good one, but again, we're bumped into Sunday and it's probably to do with Scotia's theory, I would say, I think that's probably why we're the Sunday, but that's what it is, to be honest. I'll just need to take the bloody Monday off of work. <laughs> well, I've just started. I've just started the new job, mate. So little chance of that happening for me. Scotia, your thoughts on the game going on the Sunday? Yeah, as Ali says, I thought one of the reasons that it would be the Sunday was because um, Hearts are away to Motherwell, and as well, out of um, both ties, I think the Rangers Hibs games the the more marketable tie, the the bigger tie. So. I think the Sunday at four o'clock in terms of like TV clashing with other games, etc., is probably better than the, the Saturday game. So, yeah, no surprises it's Sunday. But as Ali says, I hope the trains on Sundays are sorted by them. Otherwise, it'll be um, a drive up, and I hate driving up to Hamden. Oh, there's so. nothing worse, mate. There's nothing worse than trying to get away from Hamden. It's the worst football stadium that I have ever been to when you're, when you're trying to get 50 odd thousand away from it. Um, Ryan, I think Scotia might have been a wee bit harsh on the holders of the cup there, St Johnston. I think they'll be a wee bit annoyed the fact that you've said Rangers and Hibs are the bigger game. I'm only kidding, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, your thoughts, Ryan, on the, the game we're on the Sunday? Yeah, well, due to, due to Scotia's admirable uh, logic behind why it is a Sunday, I was hoping to just come on here and blame Hoomza for it, but um, <laughs> no, I've, it's, it is frustrating, but it totally makes sense why it is a Sunday. Um in terms of the transport, I don't really care. I hope the transport is horrendous going back to the east coast of Scotland, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but that, that's not it's modern day football, and it? it's like it's always going to be the the Saturday or the Sunday. So well, well the Sunday, let's just let's just do them. We owe them it. Um, and I don't even know who St George's have got in the other in the other semi. So. So I'd no idea that there's no ticket and information out for this yet so far. Um obviously this is the kind of first it's the first time this my jersey has been in play, isn't it, when we're doing this? Mm-hmm. And the way draws are going to happen. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens from from here. But no information of when that is going to happen. But I, I, I would day. I would I would say though, Carney, I I'd fully expect Hibs to sell out their full allocation ah, in terms they will, of what Celtic yeah. we get yeah. as well. So I I don't think we'll get any extra tickets. It'll probably be, it usually is round about 21,000 per club and then the rest is hospitality. So mm-hmm. again, it's going to be supply and demand. <laughs> what was the, what was the MyJers thing? What was the, the, we don't know the total members of MyJers, do we? How many are actually? 30,000, 30, 30, but what of them are season ticket holders? I, we I don't know. tell you. Yeah, we don't know that. Right. Are we all my members? Yes. Yeah. 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 The, so, the difficulty we'll with it, the difficulty with it and, and what I said earlier on, it's it's a bit of a lottery in terms of if we all get the Hibs game, there's a chance you're not you might the not final. get the, uh, the final and if and vice versa. So it's it is what it is. I think Scotia mentioned we've been very lucky the last five, six years in terms of 
Hamden me and Scotia not being there because Rangers have been hopeless at Hamden to be honest. But we've been at every <laughs> game, so we're probably due to miss one in terms of this in terms of the ballot. Yeah, we'll wait and see what's going to happen with that. I'm sure there'll be plenty unhappy. That's for sure. So we'll move on to the the preview of the the next game for Rangers. It's Europa League tie against Sparta Prague, which is on Thursday evening. Uh, the kickoff is at five forty five UK time. So they drew nothing each with Bromby in the first round of matches in the Europa League. They're currently third in the Czech First League with six wins, two draws and a loss. But they are joint top goal scorers in the league with 24 goals scored. So no mugs for sure. So Scotia, what's your, your thoughts on the game? What are you expecting from Thursday night? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's one of these ones, if we can play how we know we can play, then I'm fairly confident but if we play anything like we've been playing in the league I'm really worried um, I think I said that on Sunday as well I, I caught a, I caught a tiny wee bit of the Sparta Prague game at the weekend there um, I kinda, I watched, was watching it on my mobile phone through a betting app and gave up after about 15 minutes but I'd managed to see they, they'd scored one of the goals they scored them their, their centre back Salutska um, he scored a header from a fairly deep free kick the other team didn't look particularly great and they ended up running out 5-2 winners in the end of that game. Um, they fit, what they, Last season when they were in the Europa League, they, they finished third, courtesy of their 2-4-1 wins against Celtic. Um, and it, it was very difficult to judge them then because Celtic were pretty poor over both <laughs> games. Certainly poorer than that. I know, you know that Celtic can play even at that period of time they were in anyway. So, yeah, I don't know a huge amount about Sparta-Prague. And they've got, they're playing um, Slavia-Prague again on Sunday, so both both of us have got two really big games the following Sunday. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling confident, more confident than I was at the end of the game on Sunday. That's for sure. I don't know if I can go along with feeling confident, to be honest, mate. <laughs> um, Ryan, what's your thoughts ahead of the game on Thursday, mate? They're a team that obviously they score a lot of goals by the looks of it. Um, either we look at their Champions League campaign, they put Rapid Vien out in the second qualifier, and then it was Monaco um, who eventually put them out convincingly uh, 5 1 in aggregate. So that kind of gives you a gauge of where they are in terms of a European status at the moment. I think I, I kind of I noticed that. They've got Slavia as well, as Scotia said on Sunday. So I think they might be have a one eye on that one. That's obviously a big game for them in terms of the league and, and Champions League qualifications. So that might go in our favour. If they score a lot of goals and we defend the way we have been defending, I don't know what to think about that, actually. Um, but if it goes with any of my predictions, it'll be 3 0 Rangers. Jeez. <laughs> oh, John, I'm just going for Dixon's ready. You kind of caught me off guard with that. Um, <laughs> just, just, just going on to how, how, how I've been predicting them lately, and I know I, I would, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rangers get a result. I will not say three 0 but I would have be surprised if Rangers get a result on Thursday. Yeah, am I right in saying that they've let they're letting in like kids into this game? Is that right? Yeah, they've got a stadium they're, closure. Yeah, they've got a stadium closure due to racism. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm not. I'm not guessing. I'm looking for reassurance. I wasn't guessing at that, by the way. I was looking for reassurance on that. Yes, um, for racism. So it's a. a I'll be a like an under twelves disco or something like that. I think so happening on Thursday. Um, Ali, your thoughts on the game? 
Nothing would shock me with Rangers, to be honest. If Rangers went and gave me Ryan's score, that that wouldn't shock me, which is weird to say. It just wouldn't shock me with Rangers, but uh, d- depends the lineup of the team. I, I don't know if he'll not tinker with it a bit, but a couple of curveballs might come. Does Bakuna start? I don't know. Does he play Scott Wright? But I would say as long as we don't get beat, see if we could take a point out there. I'd I would take a point out. Uh, to me, there's four games, the next four games in a row. Bromby, everyone's thinking is six points. I don't know if that's us being Rangers fans slightly arrogant, to be honest, because we've not really seen Bromby. You just look at them in terms of where they're from. You think of them as the, the, the fourth pot team and you should be taking six points, but it doesn't work that way in football. But a lot of a lot of Rangers fans, including us, have said we could take six points from that. You've always got spar at home after that. You'd want to win the home game. So as long as we don't get beat, if we could take a point, a point's not a, a bad result for us, but obviously want to win to get us up, up and going. And nothing would surprise me with this Rangers team. But as Scotia says, if we turn up as we did at Dundee, we will be comfortably beaten easily. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they will, Rangers. I, I think, <laughs> we keep saying it every week, they're going to turn up. But, um <laughs> This is the type of game that may turn Rangers on. They do like Europe. It'll be a weird atmosphere with all the kids and the high-pitched tones and all that. But um, I, I couldn't call it. I really couldn't call it because I, I really don't know what Rangers team's going to turn up. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. And it, it might be a wee bit disrespectful to Bromby, mate, considering Sparta, uh, they're scoring pretty well just now. Uh, and Bromby managed to hold them nothing each. So it, it could be a wee bit disrespectful. Again, I didn't see any of that game. I've not watched that game back. For all I know, they parked the bus and just made it impossible. But um, I don't know if I'd take a draw, mate. I think Rangers need to win, to be completely honest, to give ourselves the best possible chance. Uh, I really don't know what to expect. This is a hard game to try and predict. You would like to think that Rangers will up their game. It's Europe, after all. Um, it's, a, it's a big game, because obviously we, we lost the first game, so you, you, you're expecting something. But just the way we've been playing lately, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. It's a real, real tough one to try and try and predict. Uh, so we'll jump on to starting 11s. Um, Ali, I'll come back to you, mate. You can go first. Oof. It's quite hard, to be honest. See, see, just touching on who you think the favourites are for that game, the, the bookies have got it pretty much the same. They've got Rangers 8-5, Sparta Prague are pretty much the same as well. So, even they can't call it. I'd call it a 50-50 game, but in terms of uh, my starting lineup, oh God. Um <laughs> I think Shagger will come back in. Yep. I think Barisic will come back in. So it'll be Shagger, Barisic, Goldson, Balgan, Tav. I think Davis will come back in. It'll be Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Scott Wright, Morelos, and Scotia's man Haji. And Hadji might drop into that midfield and Aribo might play in the right, but that, I think that's probably what my team is. And I, I feel bad for John Lundstrom because he has played well, but I think these type of games, Steve Davis should be in there dictating the play. So that's my team. I've picked exactly the same, mate, with the, the, the wee bracket round um, Lundstrom, um, where he might he might, he might almost play Hadji in the left and play... Um, a rebo on the right or vice versa in order to get Lundstrom into the same team with Davis if that makes sense yeah. but yeah. My, my initial team was your pick that's exactly what what I have picked 
but I wouldn't be surprised if he if he plays Lundstrom uh, and not right, basically. Uh, Ryan, your team? Exact same, apart from a front three, and I've only changed this during the pot. It's <laughs> Al- <laughs> Alfie, Haji, and I'm playing Bakuna as a wild card. Oh, I don't know if he'll do playing that. Bakuna on the left. Yeah. You're playing Bakuna on the left, Ryan? I'm playing Bakuna on the left. Um, I think he's got to start a game soon. I don't see him starting yeah. on Sunday. Mm. Um, why not? Give him a chance. He looks sharp when he comes on. He looks busy. Uh, right, doesn't cover himself in glory. I'm not slating him. I'm just saying he didn't. Has he earned the jersey? I don't know. Give him a, give him a try on Thursday. Okay, Scotia. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm that confident. I only had a starting ten. I completely forgot my left back. No, my team, my, my team's um, the exact same as um, yours and Ali's. Um, although I would have a rebound in the right and Hadji deeper. And then, although I did say earlier in the pod that I think Morelos and Ruth can play together, I think this game's better suited for Scott Wright and only playing one of them in this one particular one. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, uh, we're going to be completely wrong. I've got no doubt about it. I'd say we've very rarely predicted the, the team correctly. Uh, right, so score predictions. Uh, Scotia, I'll come back to you. You can go first. Yeah, I mean, if we play as well as we can, I think we'll win this 2-0. Okay, mate. First goal scorer. Um, Alfie. Wasn't, oh, I don't matter as oh, long as we win 2 0. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody actually listens to this seriously and thinks, well, they boys talk some bit about a sense, which I suppose we don't, and go and put a bet on it, man, because they'd be bloody skint, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, what was your score prediction, mate? My score prediction is 2 0, uh, Joe again for the first goal, which I did predict on Saturday. You did, um, mate, you did. So I reckon a rebo first goal again. Okay, Ali. I don't know why I'm going to predict this because the defence hasn't been great and it doesn't fill me with confidence, but I'm going to go 1-0 Rangers. And I'm going to go Scotia's man, Hadji, score. Yeah. I've gone for 2-1 Rangers and Hadji to score first. Um, I think Hadji will turn up. I'm a wee bit concerned about Hadji's fitness and it's not his fault, obviously, due to the COVID thing that happened. He's had to take a bit of time out. He was really struggling in the second half um, and Dundee, he really did look like he was he was blown out his arse a wee bit, but again, it's not really his fault. But I think in the first half, he could be he could be really vital for us, but I think it'll be quite a tight game, to be completely honest. So I'll go for 2-1. For to, to Rangers um, but anyone will do I'll literally take anyone don't care what it is I really don't uh, but that'll do us um, tonight anything else lads before I wrap up are we all good no, does anyone uh, the B, I know the B, the B team's playing tonight at the moment but that's about what are they uh, what is the B team yeah. score I don't know it's not on live score at the minute so I've not looked anywhere else well, the B team that. are playing everybody it's <laughs> not on TV or anything and that's that, the thing Oh, sorry, uh, tell you, not brilliant. <laughs> and, the boy, and the boy McCausland's signed a new contract to 2024, yeah. which which was good news because, as we said, when we watched the B team, he was at, uh, the one, I was saying it was a lot of shining lights, but he stood out. I thought he was like a, a young Ryan Kent. Yeah, I would agree. I thought he would look really good. Um, also, actually, one just earlier on, there was a question that got asked 
Um, don't say much about the B team down in Southampton. How far away from the first team promotion is Charlie McCann? We obviously seen him. Just quite, we'll just quickly wrap this up with us. Uh, we obviously seen him when we went to watch the B team game, kind of spur of the moment thing. He looked decent, but I don't think he's near the first team yet. Has he not been? Uh, um, I, I read a piece. I read a piece where he, he was promoted to to train with the Rangers first team oh, because really of his performances from the B team. So he he is training with the the first team. Whether he would get a game or not, it's, I don't know. But I think it's a reward in terms of his uh, how he's been playing the B team that he's up training with the likes of your Joe Ribos and Kamara's and Ryan Kent and all that. So I think that's more of a reward for him. I still think he's a while away from the first team, though. Yeah, I'd agree with that, to be honest. Ryan, you seen much of the B team this year? Sorry, Scott. Oh, no, none. There's a Charlie McCann's a boy that came from my United, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I've yeah. not seen any of them. I'd quite like to go to a game, is it? Is it the Alloa? Did he get Alloa in the cup? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I'd quite like to go to that one of the boys plays with Alloa. So, um, in fact, I think he's a bit of a bench warmer. So it'd be good to go to that game and give him a bit of a base. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to say there? Yeah, I think the game that we've seen him. I don't think it was McCann's best game, but I think he's been playing an awful lot better than the reports I've read in the other ones. And he's more of a a sitting midfielder. So like he's not he's not like our likes of Rebos or Hadji's playing in that kind of position. He, he sits mm-hmm. a bit deeper, probably more similar to a Stephen De- Davis escrow, which is maybe why he didn't seem as good because that game we went to see the other team had nothing about them really. So Yeah. Yeah, it could be that they were the other team were dross, man. That was one of the worst teams I've ever seen played football, to be completely honest. I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely think I could have got a game for them. I really could have. Um, but anyway, that'll do us tonight, gentlemen. Um, so on to Thursday now. Um, as always, Ali, thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. No problem. I look forward to, to Thursday night and hopefully I get that Rangers performance I've been waiting for. Fingers crossed. Ryan, cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. And uh, I think we should continue with the theme of Rangers will kick into gear in the <laughs> next game coming up. Please, please, let's let's hope so. Scotia, cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I think if we win that, that takes us into second place in the group because I don't see Bronby getting anything. So here's hoping. Here's hoping. So, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday night um, after the game. We'll do, a, uh, we'll do a club reaction pod again. The, the lineup for that to be confirmed, but I will definitely be here uh, and we'll, a few of the other boys will probably join me. But uh, yeah, we have just passed 800 subscribers as well on YouTube, which is absolutely tremendous um, considering how little kind of time we've been going. Support's pretty amazing and it's like over a thousand followers now on our Facebook page, which is incredible. Uh, so we are going to try to push to a thousand. So please do if you can, give us a wee subscribe, give us a like, um, like and share anywhere that you can. Really does make a huge difference, gets us out there to as many bears as possible. So we we will speak to you again on Thursday. Um, fingers crossed Rangers decide to, to kick into gear and we get a bit of a performance. Uh, so until we speak to you again, uh, we are Club at 22, the Champions podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>